And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. One of the reasons I started this podcast was to spread positivity in a somewhat negative world. But in addition to this negativity, our world seems to be getting very chaotic. The dictionary defines chaos as a state of utter confusion. Now, have you ever felt like that? I know I have. Today, I want to ask the question, can we cultivate contentment in a chaotic world? To help me answer that question, I want to welcome back my dear friend, Allison. Now, you may remember her from two previous appearances here on the podcast, and I'm delighted to have her with me here today. Allison, welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back for my third time. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I mean, I remember when we first started doing it during the podcast, and you were uh, one of the earlier guests. and. Mm -hmm came back again because you had so much fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, so much to share. So much has changed. Well, yes, I know. I think you were working another job at that time. So your world was even more chaotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, I was working in a lab as a biomedical scientist. Biomedical scientist in a lab. And now you're in the lab of self-development, helping others to make a better self for themselves. Does that make Indeed. sense? <laughs> Not <laughs> yes. sure if that came out exactly the way I wanted it to, but so let's talk about this chaotic world. What do you think? I mean, what's going on today? I mean, everything it does seem to be kind of crazy whenever you go out there. I think the biggest thing to blame is social media. And everybody is always trying to keep up with the Joneses, as we used to say, the old saying. And you've got all these influencers and everybody's always showing the highlight reel of their lives. Now, I always try to keep it really real. If I've got crap going on in my life, like I will share about it, but I will also share how I'm working through it. And people tell me they really relate to that because so many people aren't sharing the rubbish that's going on and that you know that just comes with life stuff happens but then you have all these people just showing the highlight reel and it makes people think there's something wrong with them and then when stuff's happening they feel really conflicted and chaotic inside because they're thinking well why is, why are all these people have something having such a perfect life and my life seems so rubbish it's not about what's going on in your life but actually how you're feeling about everything that is the real key. That is so true because everything that we do, we do because we either want to have a feeling or not have a feeling. Everything we do is directed around feelings. Every decision we make, you know, we decide to eat something because of the feeling that it gives us, right? We yeah. decide to hang out with friends, certain friends we choose. We decide whether or not to go to an event and everything is directed toward feelings. And when we're, on social media scrolling and we're sitting there looking at all these other people 
And like you said, they seemingly have this wonderful life and you're going, wait a minute, my life isn't like that. But what we have to realize is that they are putting their best foot forward. They're showing everything that's only the good things. So if you were only showing the good parts of your life, your life would look that way too. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. So uh, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of us do spend a lot more time on that uh, whole social media, getting that dopamine hit from when mm -hmm. people like our pictures. And if we're posting something wonderful, like when we're on vacation or when we're just out having a good time with friends or we get a new outfit and we Photoshop that picture so we look all perfect in it. Uh, versus a picture of us maybe working outside after we finish cutting the lawn and we're all sweaty. Exactly. And people can be posting these perfect pictures. That doesn't mean they're feeling good inside. Like, And that's something that never gets discussed because it doesn't matter what is going on in your outer world. If you aren't feeling good inside, you are not going to enjoy what's going on outside. You could just enjoy the simplest, most mundane tasks in the world if you're really feeling good and content and happy inside. But if you are feeling this chaos that's going on, then no matter what happens, no matter what's going on, you're going to be second guessing yourself and you're going to be feeling conflicted. And that's what's behind the pictures that nobody talks about and nobody shows you. I like the idea of that we're feeling conflicted. Yes, because those feelings that we're trying to find, we're trying to find that contentment. And by posting these images, we're hoping that that will make us feel content. But if we're really feeling chaotic while we're doing it and we're just trying to cover something up, it's kind of like when you want to clean your house and you just take a picture of the corner of the house that you cleaned up. I mean, how many of us have done this in the oh, Zoom yeah. world today? You know, we know that, okay, the camera can only see this, this, and this, so I'll straighten this up. But on the one side of it, there's there's all kinds of chaos going on. Oh, you can't see the other side of my room right now. <laughs> yes. I only got back off being away last week and I've had so much to sort out. But yeah, like even now on this, like Zoom as we're talking, I'm not showing the full picture of what's going on. It's tucked away in the corner. And one of the reasons why I have an audio podcast, because <laughs> nobody can see what's going on around me. But no, seriously. And I love these virtual backgrounds that uh, Zoom has when we record these things, because we can put on that perfect office or that perfect background that we want or some of us just put like bookshelves in the background or sometimes you look like you're on a beach but sometimes I find those images kind of come in and out where you look like you're disappearing into the background uh, when you yeah. get to those virtual worlds but yes and that just kind of brings me back to my thought is when we live in a virtual world the contentment is in the virtual world, but the chaos is what's going on around us and inside us. So the key is we have to work on ourselves from the inside first. And yeah. that is how we can cultivate that contentment. Are there any thoughts on that or any suggestions on how we can continue to do that or, or get out of a chaotic mode and get into contentment mode? Absolutely. One thing I'm really seeing an epidemic of at the moment is people not taking responsibility for their own feelings. 
they are expecting validation from strangers online. And when they don't get that validation, that sends them into a negative spiral of I'm not liked and, you know, all of these like negative thoughts. But you you can't control who sees your stuff online. And there's so many factors at play and people take it so personally. If they were really feeling confident and content within themselves, it wouldn't matter what strangers online are saying or doing. And people are giving away their power. They are, like I say, not taking responsibility, not being empowered, not taking life in their own hands. They are giving so much of their power away. They're saying, well, if this person does this, then I'll do that. What's stopping you right now from taking responsibility for your own life and your own feelings? And I think we've been so conditioned over the years, you know, from as children, always share your toys. Don't say no, like don't be rude. And it's led to us not having very good boundaries. It's led to us giving away our power, as I've said, because we were taught that as a child. People now don't know how to give themselves that validation. They're just looking online. And because social media is so available, it's so easy to put that blame on strangers on the internet. So I'm seeing two, or I'm hearing two things rather. We have to start taking radical responsibility for our own feelings and our own life and Mm -hmm. not give away our power. And when we are doing these things, like posting these pictures on social media, again, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to do, but when we're doing it for the sole purpose of getting validation, that's really giving away your power. You're giving your power to those other people out there that you don't even, some of them you don't even really know that well. And watching if they'll click that like button or that little heart button. So I think when you start to take radical responsibility to know that, hey, I have this feeling, let me process it. Let me ask myself, why do I have it? And let me see if I can do something to change it. Yeah, because when you are putting your power in other people's hands, you are never going to get the reaction that you want. You are never going to get the response that you are looking for. The only person's emotions, reactions and responses you can ever control are your own. And if you are looking for a certain reaction from somebody else, you are probably going to be disappointed, especially if you are coming from what I call victim energy, where you're just looking for and you're desperate for that validation. Like find that validation within yourself and come from an empowered space. The, The people who are getting all the attention on the internet are probably the people who don't need it. They're really secure in their selves, in their message. They're putting it out there online. and But they it, it doesn't matter to them if they're getting the likes and the comments. They're there to share a message, and that's what they're doing. The people who are in the victim mode, sharing the message because they're desperately seeking validation, it's a really repelling energy, really repelling energy. So when you're sharing something from that energy, you are not going to get the response that you want. And it's just going to send you further into that negative spiral. And, you know, I'll completely hold my hands up. I used to be the worst person for this. I used to be in victim mode all the time. And that's how I can so easily recognize it now. And it's not a nice place to be. It's a really chaotic 
conflicting place to be. Whereas when you're posting something and you don't need the validation, you're just posting it for the fun of it, for your own memories, because you want to share online. It's a much nicer energy to be coming from. Definitely a much nicer energy when we're being authentic, but not overly authentic. And I just wanted to transition into something a little bit different because I was having a conversation the other day about the whole authenticity movement where everyone says, be your true and authentic self. And I'm a firm believer in that. We should own it. We should take responsibility for our feelings and we should be who we were created to be. However, I think sometimes we can be too authentic. Uh, let me give an example of that. So if you see someone and they ask you, hey, you know, how, how do I look in this? You know, how does this dress look today? You know, I'll pick on something like, like that. Or, hey, you know, what do you think of the food? Sometimes we really don't like it, but we'll be polite. See, we've been trained in society to be polite. And I think that is a good thing to be polite as long as you don't out and out lie. Like say, oh, my gosh, you know, that dress looks look great on you. You look amazing when they really don't. I mean, that's going over the top, but we can still be polite. I've always said that when you're being truly authentic, and this is might be a little crude, but it's a little funny, is if you've ever held in a fart, <laughs> you're not <laughs> you're not being authentic. Because you're, no, thinking... you're protecting those around you. And there's yes. there is a there is a fine there line a... there. There is a balance because you know I I've been running a business startup mastermind lately. And I kind of one of the ladies got a little bit offended with me when I was really quite honest and I probably was a little bit blunt and I apologized and I said, sorry, I honestly didn't mean to hurt your feelings. But if I don't point this stuff out to you, I'm not serving you because I'm here to help you grow your business and market it in the right way. And if I tell you you're doing brilliant with your posts, but you're telling me you're not getting the engagement you want, I can see what's wrong in that. And I'm not serving you and I'm not being true to you if I then am not honest with you. But we can be honest and we can still be nice, we can still be polite and we can still protect people's feelings. There's definitely a fine line there and a balance. Yes. And I think, you know, I'm an inherent people pleaser. I say I'm a recovering people pleaser, but I've still got so many people pleasing tendencies, which, you know, come from childhood and it's quite ingrained in me. But I'm learning more and more to stand up for myself. And it's amazing how people don't take as much offense as you think they will. That is true. That is very true. I like the uh, idea of walking that fine line all the time. And there is a balance when we go out in the world. But really, I guess sometimes there is a balance in that contentment because sometimes we do feel that chaos and sometimes that chaotic energy can actually be something that we need because sometimes it's excitement. And when it's kind of like anxiety and excitement are both part of the same feeling in the body. One of the ways that I think people can learn to deal with their anxiety is to change their, the way that they process uh, those feelings in their body by saying, okay, I'm not anxious about that. I'm actually feeling excited about that and reframe it. So I think reframing things is a way to turn that chaos into a more positive energy, if that makes sense. And yeah. when we have a more positive energy, that gives us that balance 
where we feel more content. Mm-hmm. It is all about reframing things because, you know, life situations are going to come at us. And in the body, physiologically, what's happening when we are releasing adrenaline it's exactly the same in excitement and in anxiety. It is just the way our brain is processing it and thinking about it. You know, jumping out of a plane, like parachuting or whatever, an adrenaline junkie is going to feel this absolute surge of excitement. All the adrenaline's pumping and they're so excited and they're loving it. It would be my worst nightmare. And I would be getting the same feeling, but I would process it as anxiety. And I, I do suffer from anxiety and I've gotten very good at reframing how I'm feeling, reframing how I look at things. Yeah, it, it is about that changing your thinking, really. You know, a little bit of chaos is not a bad thing at all. We need some stimulation. We need some chaos. We need some tension in our lives because if we don't have any of that, we go into apathy and depression but if we have too much of it we feel conflicted we feel chaotic all the time we can't sleep we get exhausted and that's that's not a good place to be it is having that balance in the middle where we have enough to keep us stimulated keep us motivated keep us going but not so much that it's affecting our health exactly it reminds me of a quote by wayne dyer if you're familiar with him. And he used to say, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yeah. And that is just, it's a very cool play on words, but it's so accurate. If we change how we look at something in our life, uh, look at a completely different, we reframe the situation. It really changes how we can live in the moment and really start to enjoy life a lot better and feel that contentment that we're talking about today. Yes, definitely, definitely. And that is a really good point about living in the moment. We are so worried, especially with social media, there's such a record of things that we've done. We're so worried about things we've done in the past. We're so anxious about how we're going to live up to everything in the future that we're not actually enjoying the present moment we're in right now. And that is completely a mindset shift to make. Yes, totally. One of the techniques I've learned through NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is the timeline technique. And a lot of that has to do with processing things from living in that moment. Now, we can go back in our timeline and we can go back into the past. But if we look at the past with regret, with anger, with any of those negative feelings, that's not a good thing. So it's much better when we go into the past to start looking at those things that we're, we were grateful for that happened to us or those memories that we cherish. That's how we want to look at the past. And when we look at the future, if we start to overthink the future, that's when worry comes in. We start to worry about, well, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen next. I have so much uncertainty about the future. Well, that's why when we set goals and we project those goals into the future, and we say, let's go into the future and talk to our future self. Ask them, hey, how did you get to achieve this goal? That is a really cool way to sometimes get answers to those questions of, hey, how am I going to get where I want to go? You know, it's kind of like when you go on a trip, you 
map that trip out. In the old days, before GPS, we used to do that a lot more often. Nowadays, sometimes we just get in the car, turn the GPS on, but we still have to plug in the destination. We still have to know where we want to go. We can learn to enjoy that journey, or we can learn, or we can learn in a bad way to uh, have reactions to everything. And the thing is, when we are stuck in worry and fear, we tend to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy because we attract what we're a vibrational match to. So if we are sat in worry and fear and doubt, then a very, you know, negative emotions, we, a little bit of fear is, is healthy. But when we're entrenched in this fear mode, then you look out for everything that's going to go wrong. You become really jumpy. You're you're more likely to cause problems because you're looking out for them and you're on edge and you're touchy. So you're more likely to create conflict rather than being in an energy of love and happiness and joy where you're expecting that things will go well. You're expecting that things will go right. And more often than not, they do because you're in a positive vibration. You're expecting things to go better. Um, it creates that energy and it all comes down to your thoughts. So every day, I think we should get up and we should expect that something wonderful is going to happen. And yes. that is the best energy to be in because it's like when we go on a holiday or vacation at some point, if we are all stressed out about it and thinking, oh, you know, we think of all the bad things that could happen. Oh, we may not be able to make it to the destination on time. You know, we may be late. We're going to have to stop for gas. And wow, this gas, these gas prices are ridiculous. It's going to cost me all this money. You're already going into your holiday on the negative energy. So yeah. start expecting those good things to happen. And I think that's when we have the best time because you know what? Sometimes just sitting around doing nothing can be the absolute best time. And I'm a person who likes to do things all the time, but it's all that expectation. You know, it goes back to that Wayne Dyer quote. If we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. So let's start looking at things with a excited expectation. Again, that something wonderful is going to happen. You see, I saw, that reminds me of a post I saw on Facebook the other day, someone who was on holiday and she's a lovely, friendly, open person. They've like made friends with everyone on the resort and they haven't had a problem getting booked into any of the restaurants in the resort that they've wanted. Everyone's bent over backwards to help them. She's done stuff for them. She was like taking a coffee to the woman on reception every day to have a chat with her um, and doing those little things. And then she heard this woman who's been a bit of a pain complaining that she's had so much hassle and she can't get booked in anywhere and it really does baffle me that people can't see that you get back the energy you give out and as someone who's worked in hospitality restaurants bar work I am always super friendly to the people who are serving me super friendly super polite I'm always so thankful to them because they probably don't get a lot of that in their day. I know what a thankless task it is. And it's amazing how then I will get really good service from them because they know they're appreciated. And that's that's something we can take all through our lives. And it just shows that, yeah, sometimes you do create the chaos by your attitude. Yeah. I like the attitude of going into a situation like that and say, how can I make this person's day better? 
every interaction we make, how can I make the other person's day better? Because if we make their day better, it's going to come back to us and Mm -hmm. we will end up having a better day. And, you know, you mentioned service too. You do get much better service if you're polite to your server when you go in, say, for dinner somewhere. And you can tell that it's just a chaotic atmosphere and the server comes over to your table. If you're already starting out, wow, that took you forever, you know, and, and have a negative attitude, that's going to come back right to you. So, you know, be polite, express that energy, and that energy will come back to you in ways that will actually, I tell people, truly amaze you when you go out with gratitude and with an expectation of expecting good things. It, it's really a game changer. Absolutely. And, you know, I do just want to say that bad things will happen. Things will happen in your life that you will feel unhappy about, frustrated, whatever. And I'm not ever saying to not honour those emotions. I'm not ever saying to not feel them, that they don't happen. But the point of all of this is that when those things do happen, don't park up there allow yourself to feel them and allow it to go. Like I very, very rarely get triggered or annoyed anymore because I've worked through so many of my triggers and blocks. And if someone comes at me with something, I'll be like, okay, well, what triggered you today? Like, wow, you're not having a good day. And that's about the extent of where it goes. It doesn't then, I don't then internalize it anymore. And that bad energy then stops with me. I'm not then continuing to spread it round. So if you are someone who's easily triggered, look at why, look at what's making you feel that way, because that's a very chaotic way of being. That's true. Let me share a little bit personal. One of my triggers is because I find I have it all the time and that is traffic. (laughs) I (laughs) cannot stand traffic and bad drivers it just burns me up when i'm when i get in my car and that's one of the things i love about now that i work from home in my business because i don't have to go out and deal with traffic in fact i have learned that if i have to go to a meeting in person with someone i always try to schedule those meetings a little bit later in the morning because I don't want to have to get out in the rush hour traffic. So I've learned to navigate that. But one of the things that I was working on with this traffic was to try to find a way to reframe it into something positive. And now you're going to say, well, how are you going to reframe getting stuck in traffic as something positive? You're going to be late to your meeting. And Well, you know, first thing is I don't expect to be late. That's an expectation thing, because if I start telling myself, oh, no, I'm going to be late, it's going to put me in, into a negative mode. I just kind of say, I'll get there when I'm supposed to get there. Mm-hmm. And if I can contact the person and just let them know, that's a polite thing to do. But for the most part, what I'll do is I always have like a book or a podcast or something positive to listen to. I'm a big reader, and sometimes I get a book on YouTube where someone is reading the book and I play Mm -hmm. that in my car while I'm going somewhere. And I'll tell myself the reason I'm stuck in this traffic is because there's something coming up in this chapter that I need to hear right now. Yeah, exactly. You can easily reframe any situation. So yeah, like getting stuck in traffic, 
great that gives me time to listen to this podcast it's exactly. it's a really simple reframe and if then you realize you're going to be late you know traffic isn't something you can necessarily control so like you say call ahead let the person know and then let the energy go on it let the frustration go because yeah I mean my dad is someone who will swear at traffic he gets <laughs> very frustrated in traffic whereas I will sit there and I'm like oh okay so it's happened and I can either get myself wound up about it yeah. or I can chill and if I don't have anything I want to like play in the car because I quite like silence in the car actually I quite like time to just be alone with my thoughts so I'll recite some positive affirmations or I'll I'll talk out loud to myself and it's amazing how that can just I then laugh at myself and that then raises my vibe so yeah you can turn something like that into such a positive experience if you want to mm-hmm. what I used to do is this is is kind of funny but what I, I would go into this voice I'm not recommending to do this because this is more of a negative energy. But what I would do is I would start talking to the people in the cars around me, you know, like like I would say, oh, very nice. Did you realize that your car has an accelerator pedal? If you push it, the car actually goes faster. So I will get out that energy by talking to those people as if I was talking to them in that type of voice. And uh, it actually kind of makes me laugh a little bit. It releases a little little bit of the energy but again i'm not always recommending that especially if there's someone in the car with you because they'll look at you like is he crazy but anyway oh, it's, there... it's such a british thing to do to like you'll be mid-sentence with someone and then someone will do something and you'll swear at them mid-sentence and then carry on again and like i read a meme about that the other day and then my fella did that in the car yes. and I was I was laughing at him because he was mid-sentence saying something to me and then he swore at this person and then just carried on speaking again and <laughs> that's I pretty funny very funny very funny definitely so do you have one of those triggers or pet peeves uh that gets you down that negative path that you're working on making a change in not anymore not anymore I love it. one thing that used to drive me nuts was my partner not hanging his towel up correctly But then I reframed that and every time I adjust it, I smile and I feel blessed that I have a wonderful partner that I'm able to do this for. Because if I didn't have him, that towel wouldn't be there and it's part of us sharing our life together. So, you know, all of the little things that he does, like he has size 12 feet and his trainers are just massive and he leaves them everywhere. I (laughs) swear he doesn't see them. But every time I pick up a pair of his trainers and I put them away, I smile that I'm blessed to do that for him. I'm blessed that I have him in my life. Things aren't perfect, but you can focus on the negatives or I can focus on the positives. So I flip that and I reframe that. And we we rarely argue or bicker because and if ever we are in a situation where I'm feeling tense and frustrated at him and we are like sniping a bit at each other I'll just take my off myself off to another room and I will just throw gratitude in my mind at the situation and it's amazing how that changes the vibration and we will be absolutely fine then because the little niggles in life like it's too short to be niggling and bickering at each other and changing your thoughts and throwing some positive energy at a situation it's amazing how much that changes the situation totally i i like that towel reframe that's a great 
Uh, it's really taking something that would normally annoy you and turning it into, into something that you're grateful for. I really love that. I love that suggestion. So any of you out there who has things like that, maybe like the clothes on the floor or not sharing the remote, that type of thing, uh, leaving the dishes in the sink, any of those pet peeves, turn it around to gratitude. I, I really like that. One of the things that I was thinking about before when we were talking is you can transfer a lot of these things into the world of dating. And I'm very familiar with it because I had been married for a while. And when I went through my divorce and was back in the dating world again, it was not a very pleasant thing to be doing. But what I yeah. found was, and this goes for comfort and uh, everything, is that when I would go out on a coffee date with someone and I wasn't really interested in the person, I would be more relaxed. I would just kind of be myself. I'd have a good time. You know, I, I wouldn't try. You wouldn't try so hard because you really didn't care. It was those where, you know, that person felt a stronger connection. Whereas when there was someone out there who, oh, I really like this person, then you're trying to be on your best. You're more rigid in your behavior. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what you end up doing is you repel that person. So you're wondering, well, why were the people that I was really interested in not as interested? And it kind of flips around. So the key thing that I learned, and I've actually been able to help this with other guys who I know and girls who are in the dating world is, look, just go out and have a good time. Expect to have fun. Be yourself. Don't worry about it. Just go out and have fun. And when you do that, when you have a more playful attitude, an attitude of let me see what happens next in anything you yeah. do, you're you're actually in the business world. And this is something I teach as well. When you go into a negotiation, this I got from hostage negotiators who I used to be when I was in the world of investigations. The FBI actually found that those negotiators who went into a situation and were more playful were more relaxed, were more, let's see what happens next. And they weren't worried about the outcome. I mean, we're talking about an outcome that's not very good here, but those mm -hmm. who came in with that attitude were th over 30% more successful in their negotiations. So that's something, here's a bonus for everybody. Take that out in your everyday life, go out, have fun, have that attitude, that playful attitude and see what happens. And you'll find that your life uh, will dramatically increase. Your contentment will increase your enjoyment of life by 30%. And then you can add gratitude to that. And really you can just have an amazing life. Yeah. Because it's much lighter energy. It's much nicer energy. You know, love and fear cannot coexist together. They are polar opposites of the same scale. And, you know, it's like they say dogs can smell fear and that makes them nervous. In the same way, people feel that from you when you're in a good positive vibration and they want more of that. They want to be around you. They feel better. They feel happier and more at ease. And, you know, I really have a mission that I want to share being in a more positive energy with the world because it then has a ripple effect and the more positive you are the more positive the people are around you and you know it, it would be nice to stop all these conflicts that are going on i think that would go a long way in stopping those conflicts in the world for sure being positive and again that's what this podcast is all about 
the purposely mm-hmm. positive podcast. Let's bring that positive energy. Let's live life on purpose for a purpose, have a positive attitude and spread positivity to the world because that is when we can really cultivate that contentment, even though there's chaos going on around us. So Allison, this has been awesome. Two things I wanted to ask you. One is if people want to reach out to you, how would they do that? And I know you're excited about some new things that are coming up in your future and some new things you're working on. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook. I have a group called the Positive Mindset Tribe that is all about finding ways to think in a more positive mindset and create the life of your dreams. And I have a challenge coming up, which is all about turning your chaotic thoughts into karma thoughts, preceding the launch of my brand new signature program, which is called Cultivating Contentment, hence the topic of today's uh, podcast. I love that. So people can find that. They can find you through social media like Facebook. Yeah. And, I, uh, and I'll come post check me out on Facebook, Positive Mindset Tribe. And my page is um, Alison D Coaching. Perfect. Anything today that you wanted to bring up or talk about that we didn't get to? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Just to reiterate, you know, one of the biggest myths I hear is positive mindset is about being happy all the time and it's not like that's toxic positivity positive mindset is all about finding the things that you can do finding the positives lessons and growth in a situation and not dwelling on the past or worrying too much about the future but living in the moment and the more we can do that the more content we're going to be with our lives love it Allison, this has been great. And I'm looking forward to when we have you on for episode number four. (laughs) Thank you very much. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you may be out there and you may have one of those wake-up call moments in your life that might be causing some chaos. You can download a free resource, an ebook, Strive to Thrive, and that will help you get in the direction of a purposely positive life.